The road to 500. Can you believe it? I sure can. I never doubted you for a second and not too many can say that they could reach that level. So congratulations, Murph. You earned this. You are the bomb and you know what you're doing in the podcast world. <sighs> this is amazing. This episode with King Josiah coming up, man, that's about to be hella dope and I can't wait to listen in. In case you're wondering who this is, it's your homie, Erica Fernandez, aka Curls and Sports. Enjoy the episode. And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D. Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. Hey, world. You think it's a game? This is serious. Well, kind of, sort of. How can I start? I got. I'm going to say this. From your Twitter handle Then I'm going to add my own spiel to it Out of pocket On buckets Which is a part of Wave TV But this gentleman Previous guest On Why Not Sports The man that's been working He was on In the past few weeks Rich Eisen show ESPN No Chill Podcast And I saw you And I heard the episode With you Obviously Gilbert Arenas and DeMar DeRozan uh, You know I'm a Spurs fan So that was tough but That's another story That's another story <laughs> Right The Call Game Podcast With Kenny Beecham Maybe I'm Crazy With Miss Joy Taylor Part of Writer, producer Colin in Black and White With Michael Starberry Yourself And Miss Ava DuVernay World Oh Before I continue It runs In the family Because of the He's a king LeBron James Put this on a tweet World Help me welcome Mr. NBA Twitter Number one in my book King Josiah <laughs> What's going on brother That's an elaborate uh, A great intro You started You started rattling off stuff I forgot I did all that stuff To be honest with you man I just be trying to Look forward, like the schedules be getting getting super, you know, super crazy. But yeah, thinking about all that cool stuff, man, and just blessed and, and fortunate to be here joining you and to have the opportunity to do all that stuff, man. I'm, I'm thankful people still want to rock with me and give me the opportunity. So appreciate you for having me on the show. I'm back hey, up in here. I told you I was gonna come back, and I'm back. Salute and world. He did. He did. As you can see, he made time for me. So for me, when I was listening to the shows, and I'm like. These some heavy hitters. And then here comes the upcoming legend, yours truly. I you said, man, I feel, you made me feel really good about myself. I want to just put that out there. I had to get in early. You know, I know I've been rocking with you uh, since I saw your stuff. I don't even know when that was last year. It's been a minute, but, yeah, it's been a, you know, yeah. 
I appreciate people like yourself who are out there creating out here trying to make a lane for yourself, man. And, and having been on that side and knowing how difficult it is, yeah. I've had so many people that have supported me that are always, you know, when I reach out, they, they hit back and they, they do stuff and take their time out. So I feel like I got to pay it forward always, man, and just be able to help to help people like yourself, man, is something that I truly am blessed to be able to do because at the end of the day, if I wasn't doing good stuff, you wouldn't want me on the show. So, you know, <laughs> how you want me on this joint. Make me, you know, to get the invite. I'm always super, super excited. Anytime anybody want want to rock with me, so I appreciate yes, you. Yes, sir. Well, no, I appreciate you though, brother. Like you said, just create my own lane. And um, I'm not sure if it was with Joy, uh, Miss Joy Taylor, the podcast, when you were saying how how connected you are. How if someone asks for leads or recommendations, I want to put my bid in. I'm just a, a flight away. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, for sure. You know, like I said, pull up in the city. I'm an old square now. Everybody thinks I live this like elaborate life. Like I'm literally at the crib with my two kids and my wife. But you're more than welcome. Obviously, we you know we, we adhere to mask mandates, all that good stuff, yes, proof sir. of vaccinations, all those those good things are yes, in sir. the works around this this part of town. But definitely always always down for the pull up. Yes, sir. No, I appreciate you, man. But I like to ask a lot of my my, my peers and people that's working like yourself with the family included. Do you have a calendar, an admin or organizer? How do you stay so so just time oriented with everything? So my problem used to be I'm like in my professional life, like super organized, like super buttoned up. But in my, my regular life, like I'm all over the place. So for me now, I keep a calendar of everything I got going on. I got to set reminders for myself, constantly checking the schedule to make sure I don't miss anything. And it's funny, like I'll, I'll hit people like yourself or you hit me up like, yo, can you jump on whatever? And a lot of times I'll put it in my calendar before I respond and say, yes. Yeah. So I had another buddy of mine ask me to be on this joint and I put it in my calendar. And I didn't respond to me, hit me back the next day like, yo, dog, you, you know, can you do it? I'm like, oh, man, I, I literally haven't scheduled it in my calendar. I just forgot to respond to you because if I don't do that, I'll forget, you know, I'll hit and then I'll forget about it. So, but man, I just, I, I'm, I'm really appreciative to, to, to be in this position, to have the stuff that I got going on. And yeah, I just try to, you know, really, Try and obviously take time, find that work-life balance. But I, I love to grind. I love to work. I love to, you know, be able to give back. And like I said, just 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 have the opportunity to come chop game with people like yourself and hear your unique perspective, give my, my perspective as well. You know, something I'm really just, you know, blessed and fortunate to be able to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I, like I was telling you, when I took that, that break from recording just to focus on myself, you will have the tweets and I know you hear this a lot, but from my perspective, if I needed a laugh or I needed some entertainment, King Josiah came through. So I just want to say thank you. But also, have you always been that quick when it comes to reaction to the uh, social you know, media world? Well, you know, as a hooper, right, you're in the locker room and you got to be on your toes at all at all points. You know, you just never know who's going to try to test you, who's going to try to clown, who's going to come at you, <laughs> how the conversation. You know, it's 15 guys in there. So, you know, somebody somebody might be the uh, the star of the day that's going get, to get the heat. You know, you might come in with the janky haircut or the outfit or whatever, whatever it may be to set it off. <laughs> but you got to be ready to hold your own because, you know, you'll get eaten alive if you don't fight back and, and be able to, to, to bring it. So I'm just thankful to, to have grown up in those environments, obviously since a little kid all the way up to UCLA, and then just working in production, man, being working at places like NFL Network. And I look back now, like in my 20s, I was working these 18, 20 hour shifts and just grinding, grueling, but they really helped craft and make me into the person that I am today. So, you know, I know that, you know, especially during this pandemic, all the stuff that was going on, there's a lot of people out there who are, who are going through some tough times that just need a little humor, a little comedy. So I just try to be 
a resource for them that they can just come pull up to the page at any point, get a joke, get some news, think, you know, just just kind of run the gamut of emotions and thought processes and, you know, just try to have fun with them. So many people take the world so seriously. Yeah. And for me, it's like, yeah, obviously I'm super serious about everything in, in, in my professional and personal life, but also just have to have time to, to cut jokes and crack around. And, you know, it's kind of like that locker room culture where you, you were just hanging out with the fellas or the ladies, you know, on, on, on the female side yeah. and just cracking jokes, talking about life, you know, just I, I cherish those times. So I've had a ton of great experiences on that side. So to be able to, to now have the world kind of see it and respond the way they do and, and getting the amount of love that I do, man, I really, really appreciate it. But I also at, at no point let it go to my head. I just keep grinding, keep my, my head on the straight and narrow, keep focused on the, you know, the task at hand, because, you know, when you start patting yourself on the back and start celebrating, that's when you leave yourself, you know, open to kind of, you know, getting surpassed or not bringing the heat. And, you know, I, I never try and drink my own Kool-Aid or believe my own hype. I just keep grinding and really appreciate the people like yourself who, who are entertained and, you know, keep man. coming back. So once, as long as that's going in the right direction and trend, you know, trending in the right direction, I'm gonna keep doing it. Then once that stops, I'll figure something else out. Yeah, but it's inspiring though, man. Like you said, just being humble, which you which you are, and we're gonna talk about the the Bucks and Pops, Mr. Johnson himself. But it was something too when you said about light skin and curly hair. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Well, UCLA, we've got a we got a, a rich tradition, and you know, it, not, you know, I'm, I always show love to everybody. But you know, from my brother to Toby Bailey, all the way through to the Young Bucks, Johnny Juzang uh, this year during the tournament run, yeah. really just got me inspired and motivated because his curl, you know, in, in UCLA history, is is, is is pretty much in a league of his own. Just he got the multi layer curl, like the the curly dome, but everything lays down perfectly and beautifully. So I'm really, as a former curl connoisseur, I don't use product. I swore a product probably like 10, 12 years ago. But back in my product using days, my curl was up there with the best of them. So I'm always appreciative and respectful of these guys that rock the curl. Because the curl is it's a dying, you know, it's like the mid-range jumper. It's kind of a dying art out here. Yes, a lot sir. of people aren't really rocking the curl like they should. And, you know, I'm looking at a guy like Jalen Green, obviously, who you, you got out in Houston. Yeah, in Houston. And yep. he, most elaborate curl I think I've ever seen, just the ultimate lay down flex, the ism, like, oh, it just took me back. It just took me back to the old school days. So to see him, I know that, that that's he's part Filipino, so that's just kind of the Filipino and the yeah. black mixed together. Right. Just is that just perfect convergence of just curlness. So, you know, and people think I'd be joking, but, like, literally, like, me and my older brothers, like, we'll have my younger brothers, we'll have conversations about curls and just <laughs> – you know, it's, because it's, it's a really like a technical scientific art to get your curl. And I learned a lot from my, my big bro, Chris, who really kind of laid the forefront. My curl is a little bit, you know, different, a little bit more just, you know, just add water. I didn't have to really use a ton of products, but definitely learn <laughs> the proper mixtures. And it's like being a chemist and a scientist to really get that thing to where you want it to be. Shout out to Chris. But, yeah, I, I thought that was funny, man. How you say UCLA, it's not about basketball talent. It's about the curl. So when you look who at curls, the freshman. <laughs> How'd you curl? Let me see that hair. Ah, he ain't gonna make the cut. <laughs> and sometimes my curl would be dry, just to be honest with you guys. At, at that age, we didn't have social media. We were moving a little different. I was literally like when Facebook first started in MySpace. So we were really getting introduced to, to social media in real time and learning how to maneuver. Nowadays, you can't do that. You know, you have one off day and you're gonna get roasted. That might be, you know, you're gonna get canceled. That might be the end of your social media existence. So you really gotta come with us. I really, you know, have a lot of admiration and respect for these young guys. Because if you're curl dry nowadays, you walk around campus like that, all it takes is one person to snap it with the camera phone, upload it to the internet, and now you're getting roasted. <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I love it. Before we talk about 
beating Colin Kaepernick and the production, the Netflix Netflix production of uh, Colin in Black and White. I know LeBron James is, if not your favorite player, one of the, your top favorite players. I mean, you see, you see the hat, the twenty-three, the purple and gold. You already know. I see. I just had to throw it out there, just to pay, just in case you might just have your maybe your Kobe day or your LeBron. Day. I, hey, yeah, man. for sure. It's it's arguable. I, I wouldn't even judge you either way. Yeah. But when King James retweeted or and responded back to you, because I think it was under the big three. Like I said, I I follow you because it's yeah, inspiring you know. to me. I think it was the big three when you was like something to that point like yo lebron tweet at me tweet back at me something like that and then yeah. what a year and a half later he was able to do that so i'm gonna read it out to the world from what it was man at king josiah 54 is the goat it runs in the name with the different emojis how did that make you feel uh, you know, from from my professional standpoint, from my social media, I, I like to joke and say, you know, all that twittering, you know, you know, people used to try to clown, take shots, whatever, not really understanding the way that social media was really going to change the universe and really just create these type of situations. So all that twittering paid off uh, June 10th, yes. 2021, a night I'll remember, uh, you know, funny story. I was I was, you know, watching the the, uh, the Nets game. But I had gotten a pastrami sandwich from a spot GMLs in Burbank. You know, if, when you're out here, if you, if you, you know, good, affordable pastrami, but delicious. I'm really like a pastrami connoisseur. So, you know, in L.A., it's like Johnny's Pastrami's. There's a couple spots that had in Pasadena. There's a couple spots that really come through. I was in the Burbank area. I pulled up on GMLs, <laughs> got me a pastrami, took it home, got way too many peppers, got really excited about it. So I'm just I'm just throwing peppers on this sandwich. My, you know, so I'm watching the game. And I'm kind of getting this sweat going on, getting the meat sweats. My stomach's starting to hurt a little bit, but I got to tweet through it. But literally, I, I duck off uh, late in the fourth quarter. I just got to, you know, I got to go use the facilities. So I got my wife. I got the door cracked. I got my wife kind of giving me all the info, play by play as it happens. So I fired that tweet out. And I'm kind of minding my business after that, you know, scrolling through. Like, you know, whenever I tweet, I'll just look and see how the tweet's performing. And next thing I know, I see Le- LeBron's face, you know, is Abby with the verified check. Next to it, I'm like, does this deal, you know, like, because it's like, you know, <laughs> of all the tweets I put up, there's some stuff I'm like, oh, you know, LeBron's definitely going to rock with this or he's going to laugh at this. But, like, to, to see that one and just to see he was engaged, obviously we went back and forth. Then he dropped that GOAT one. And it was a surreal experience that I'm still, like, pinching myself and still really haven't kind of fully embraced the magnitude because everybody knows who knows me knows I rock with LeBron. I've been a LeBron fan since 20, 2003, uh, you know, just been rolling with him heavy. Mm-hmm. And that led to a lot of, you know, wars and battles with Kobe fans, with MJ fans and stuff. You know, stuff, a lot of stuff that we're not proud of from back in the day. A lot of pettiness, a lot of, and it was a lot of fans just going at each other, seeing how mean, how spiteful and all that type of stuff. And as I've gotten older in life and gotten more mature, you know, looking back on that, I, I, that's kind of one of my biggest regrets. But, you know, now to see the way LeBron, you know, responded and, and rock with me, I got the follow from LeBron. I'm thinking one of like a hundred some people we follow. So just to know that all that LeBron fandom paid off as well. It, I mean, I hope it shows people and it inspires people just to be like, look, social, there's a lot of negative aspects of social, right? But there's a lot of positive and good that can come from it. I've been able to connect with people like LeBron, like Jordan Peele, uh, like Kevin Durant, you know, via social and be able to have conversations with these guys. I would never be able to have, you know, in real life, just because, you know, these guys are untouchable. There's never really an opportunity to be friend center face to face with them. But social really allows that to happen. And now you can get in contact with anybody in the world, you know, as long as you're respectful and, and come right. at guys the right way. And those are just 
a few names that respond back to your tweets or on social, like right. a lot of the professional athletes. I'll be like, right. man, that like that's inspiring, man. Like you said, and they and they love their sense of humor. I think the most recent one that I can remember was with Patrick Beverly. <laughs> yeah. And Pat, and the funniest Pat, like you know, I got to. This is the thing with all these guys. I find a lot on social. You got this whole troll culture and these people. Like I respect every dude that's in the league. I know how difficult it is to get yeah. to the league. Obviously, you hooped as well. You know how hard is it is it even get to college? Like, yeah. so I've got a tremendous amount of respect. You'll never hear me be like somebody sucks or whatever, whatever. I try to keep my stuff more on the positive cue side stuff that when guys see they can laugh about it. So yeah, there was the, that quote going around where, where uh, Pat Bevin told Steph that the next five years are mine. I, I put a tweet out just. You know, clown of Pat Bev. And this is the tough part about where I'm at now, kind of in my social media is like, these guys are seeing now. So now I know that these guys will come, you know, they'll come for me. So I always keep it respectful enough because I know, you know, my biggest fear now in life is getting like the KD just to roast me and just ether me. And now I'm canceled because, you know, I said some, <laughs> some, some wild to KD and got him coming at me or LeBron or Steph or any of these guys. So I try to make it stuff that when these guys see it, you know, I never, you know, try to be mean spirit or anything like that. But when they see right. it in the locker room, they can crack up about it. Know how they're going to share this in the group chat. At knowing at any point, anything I say is going to end up in group chats with the people who are being talked about in those situations. Well, now have the, you know, I'm sure that that tweet showed up in a Pat Bev group chat <laughs> and he felt inclined to respond. And the thing is, when those guys respond, he said it was cap. I retweeted it, you know, yeah. but other people came back and said, actually, there was video evidence. Whatever it may be, but just, you know, all those guys, you know, I got a tremendous amount of respect for them and what they've been able to accomplish. So even if it's these are jokes you would see in a locker room or any of those type of situations from a respectful standpoint, like I'm never, you'll never see me say a guy sucks or something like that. That's just, you know, not on my wheels. But I feel like a lot of people who've never hooped before kind of get gassed up and, and get yeah. fired up online and kind of turn into these characters, like, the, the you know, the worst versions of themselves where they feel like they can talk reckless and talk wild and say stuff that, Honestly, if you saw these dudes in real life, you would never say because you know it would be fadeaway time, right? You know, you know, you know, you know, and you're not gonna fight these dudes, you know. So really, just keep it, keep it peaceful, keep it respectful always. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And if you see a certain part of Twitter and it's not no tweets from King Josiah Five Four, he with me, y'all. He getting us some content. Road to Five Hundred. Yeah. Why not sports? Thank you again. Yeah. The Bucks. Pops, Mr. Johnson. Yeah. How was that, man? Like, did you did you even know they was gonna go this far, especially in the East at the beginning of the I mean, season of last year? They had a I mean, obviously the bubble, that whole situation happened with Jacob Blake and you know, they end up boycotting the game and kind of their energy and momentum at that point. The bubble was already a, a difficult contentious situation. So, you know, guys kind of seeing all this stuff going on in the world, they're kind of locked down in Disney World, which Disney World to me is an amazing place for a couple of days. You know, it's like Vegas or some of these other spots, you know, a couple of days, but you got to spend three, four months there. Now it's like, this is like a prison, dog. Like this is like, you know what I mean? Like a, you know, a nice, a nice, believe me, a lot of people were living in a much worse condition than standard. So I definitely am sympathetic to that. But, you know, this was a situation where guys didn't really want to be there, but you know, the Bucks kind of got upset. You know, but coming back this year, you know, some things played out their way. To be honest, I, I was looking at KD once Harden came to the Nets. I was like, it's pretty much a wrap. But, uh, you know, they dealt with some injury concerns, issues, and, and KD's big-ass foot ended up being the difference between, <laughs> which is, you know, wild to think of. I'll tell you yeah. a true story. True story. We're watching Game 7. So uh, my, my niece, Kalila, graduated from Inglewood High School uh, for Game 7. So we missed, like, the first three quarters of the family. We were at her graduation at SoFi Stadium, uh, you know. 
head back to my dad's house to watch a game. He he does he does the first round, but the next rounds are all national games. So you know they, they cut the local broadcast. Mm-hmm. So we're all in the living room. Me, him, my brother, uh, Chris, the rest of my brothers, uh, just watching the game. You know it, it's one thirteen, one eleven at that point. Nets have the ball, and literally the discussion in the house is like, "Yo, you probably just got to foul KD because if he <laughs> shoots, he's gonna score." Right. And he's going to shoot a three because that's the type of dude he is. He wants to get this thing over with. He's played 50, you know, 48 minutes at this point, whatever it is. Yeah, Hasn't come out the game, all, coming off an Achilles injury, which, you know, back in the day, those things weren't, you know, that, that thing was pretty much the, the end of Kobe's career, just to be real. Obviously, Kobe was at a later stage and all that good stuff. But to see KD do that, and we're watching the shot, goes in, and it's just like, you know that was going to happen, but then it's a, it's a two. And it's like, oh, my goodness, like, basketball guys really, you know, bless the Bucks. Obviously, you know, the Nets kind of lost, deflated after that. You know, yeah. KD played 53 minutes at that point. It's like a you know, point of diminishing returns on the basketball court. But to have them, you know, face off against the Suns in the finals was blessed and fortunate to be able to go to game three. Uh, Pops hooked it up. Appreciate you. Appreciate you to the Bucks mm-hmm. organization for blessing us with lovely tickets. Because, you know, sometimes you get the plug on tickets in their janky section. Or <laughs> and I'm not a complainer. I'm, 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 I'll, I'll sit wherever. But, you know, right. there's a certain standard. I'm telling my dad, like, bro, your jersey's hanging up here. There's a certain level that we would come to expect when, when you get these tickets. But was able to take Michael Starberry out there as well. Starberry's a big Bucks fan, uh, born and raised in Milwaukee. You know, was a fan of my pops growing up. So we've kind of been connected from that first time we met in 2009 that's the first thing he said he was like yo you know i, I watched your dad with the bucks and i'm just like damn you live in milwaukee like i rock with you like i already know that i already know that was tough but um to be there for game three my dad had such a great time we were all supposed to fly back the next day so i'm, I'm at the airport talking to my dad and my older brother like yeah we're gonna go ahead and stay for game four i'm like i don't blame you stays for game four see Chappelle. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, Kareem, that whole crew, they take, like, the group right. photo. I'm getting that. FOMO. I'm jealous. Like, damn, they, they met Chappelle. Like, Pops is, you know, up, up there hanging with Chappelle. But, uh, you know, they came back for game six. Obviously, he was at the parade, shirt off, flexing in the crowd. And the city of Milwaukee, the Bucks have just been tremendous in how they treated him ever since he's been back. You know, they made it a priority to retire his jersey and just give him the love and give him his flowers, man, the stuff that he really deserves. He's a Hall of Fame finalist now. Hoping to get over that hump, you know, obviously his career ended prematurely, but yeah. the, the numbers and, and what he was able to do for that point forward position helped coin in that term as well. I think his contributions to the game are tremendous all the way up through, you know, high school, college and the pros. But to see the way that that city's embraced him and the love that they genuinely have for him, even walking around, you know, I look like him. So I'm walking around, I'm getting love. <laughs> oh, it's Marcus, son. Like, OK, yeah. You know, we love your dad. Like, you know, I remember I was in a, so I was working with Turner doing Twitter lives with them and I'm in Atlanta and obviously the Bucks are playing the Hawks. So I'm at the four seasons getting my workout in and uh, there's a gentleman next to me. He's kind of just looking at me and I'm just like, you know, I never know anymore. Like, like, didn't you want to fight me? Did I say something? (laughs) He's like, let me, I flew in from Milwaukee. I'm a Bucks fan. We just love your dad. Woo, woo, woo. So we end up connecting with him. He's like, yeah, my daughter's going to UCLA next year. End up talking to him, you know, shooting, shooting the stuff with him. Fast forward to game three. We're at game three. Literally, I see his daughter and his wife, the rest of his family. They all come up like, yeah. But it's just like the amount that Midwestern just love that, yeah. that, that they have out there for him. So it's been a tremendous experience for him. I know he's super excited about working with the squad. He I mean, he's been singing Giannis's praises for the last four or five years since he's been out there. And just to now have that team raise their first banner in 50 years. Yes. You know, I'm a Lakers guy, LeBron guy, always. But... You know, to see that happen, that was my, once the Lakers got knocked out, it was like, you know, and, and no knock too, because I'm a CP3 fan now, too. I got the chance to interview him uh, earlier this week, mm-hmm. and he's just a tremendous dude, individual, man. So, 
definitely wanted him to win just because of, of, of you know all that he's done for the league. For the but game, the Bucks yeah. winning and Giannis winning and establishing himself now in that elite level of Hoopers was also great to see. And I want to add Michael Jordan poster. Come on, you know I'm getting it. Yeah, Mr. Johns, it, Mr. Marcus Johns. I'm a, I'm a LeBron guy, and it's funny that uh, you know. So I, you know, when the last dance was going on, I really had to de- defend LeBron's honor against the MJ stands that were coming out the woodwork. But we've seen that 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 shot of my. And this is so people get the frame of reference. Like, you know, my dad uh, was playing with the Clippers when I was young. He ended up uh, breaking his neck, you know, tragically. And the game was pretty much the end of his career. He came back with the Warriors a couple years later, but he was a shell of his former self. So I didn't really get to see him in his glory day. So from from my whole life, I just thought he was washed. I didn't really, you know. Had that respect for him as a hooper because I'm playing one on one with him. And I'm giving him work as like a 14, 15 year old, and it's not really hard. I'm just right. you know being real with you, like, right. and I'm like, damn, you were you were all pro and all this, all that, whatever, whatever. But we had always seen that that Jordan poster and kind of known, you know, every time like when Mike does his camps in Santa Barbara, my older brother Chris would go out there and play with them. My dad would always pull up and just you know back when uh. They had the Jordan Dome for Space Jam, I want to say like 95, 96, mm-hmm. you know, going out there, hanging out, just seeing the way that MJ reacted to, to my dad and my MJ uh, was always a tremendous thing. But watching that last dance doc and finally seeing the video clip of him talking about just, you know, how much he liked my dad and how close he was to signing with Adidas because of my dad. I mean, you really just think about that and you hear that in, as, as, a, as a son. It's just like, damn, you know, the second best basketball player in the world was really rocking with you like that. This is this is an amazing experience. Nice, nice. See, I told you, <laughs> man, I was ready for you, man. I was ready for you. Now, the part the world, well, some of the world, been waiting for Netflix, Colin in Black and White with Michael Starberry and Miss Ava DuVernay. Talk about first meeting Colin himself. Um, when you when you when you think about Colin, and I've been rocking with Colin, and this is the thing, I'm a Raiders fan, right? Grew up a Raiders fan, rocking with the Raiders, but what he was doing in San Francisco with those Niners scenes, it was hard not to, Same you know, division. especially as a, yep. as a black man in America seeing this 6'4", six, 6'5", six, you know, quarterback kissing his bicep, but just demoralizing defenses with his legs, with his arm, just throwing that heater, you know. Knowing he used to be a, a pitcher and all that good stuff. So, mm-hmm. 2016, when all that stuff was going down, I was rocking with him heavy, man, because I really just respected the what he was doing, the stage he was doing it on, and how he was willing to risk and sacrifice his career for what he believed in. And uh, it's sad that we had to see it happen that way. It's sad that he hasn't been able to continue his career because the guy really loves football. You know, we were doing the show even still. He was working out five, six times a week, just getting it. And to see him walk in the room for the first time, it was just like, it's like him and Ava, you know, for me, like just, you know, I'm a, I'm a big sports fan, obviously. So to, to meet Colin, to be able to look him in his eyes, just have a conversation with him and just see the, you know, the pain and frustration of him, you know, but understanding like, look, you know, this is for something bigger than, than, than football. This is, you know, something that's super important. So to see the way the community's rallied behind him, embrace him, I think it's been awesome. And obviously getting the chance to work with Ava DuVernay, uh, you know, I can't, I, I try to give her flowers as much as possible. I can't sing enough of her praises, just everything that she's done for the culture, you yes. know, working with her company array. And, you know, this was before COVID started, we started that writer's room to set, seven okay. foot on her campus and seeing so many people that look like me and seeing so much real actual diversity and not just to, to fill out a piece of paper or check a box, but giving so many beautifully talented people opportunities, so many projects. I don't think people realize how much stuff she really helps push through and finding the next generation of talented filmmakers and writers and creatives 
and really giving them opportunities that few would give them if, if, if anybody and really showcasing their work uplifting them so just to be able to be in her presence man you know you, you know you build Ava up in your mind she's larger than life and then she walks in the room and it's just like oh <laughs> <laughs> like, you know I don't want to say nothing stupid I'm not you know I don't want to do anything just, but Mess just really up. basking right. you know she asked me a question I got to make sure I'm spot on with the answer that she wants to hear make sure I'm telling her the things that you know are accurate or correct but just to be in her presence and obviously working with Michael Starberry like I said uh was a co-creator on Legends of Chamberlain Heights with me and Starberry is uh you know obviously my favorite writer in the game but it's funny we were in Milwaukee at my dad's jersey retirement ceremony uh back in 2019 and he was literally talk, telling me about the project he's like look I think it's gonna go Netflix is super excited about it. he's like look if it goes I'm, I'm, I'm gonna rock with you I want you to come on I know how much you like Colin how much you you know I trust you as a writer I would love to bring you in the room and I'm like, Starberry, you know, you're my boy no matter what. You know, if, if you can get me on, great. If not, I understand how Hollywood works. Sometimes it don't always work like that. Right. But fast forward, it's funny. I'm working on another show, uh, producing a show for a Fox Sports. And uh, he gives me the call. And people don't realize about Hollywood. Like, Hollywood, like, it's a lot of hurry up and a lot of wait. So you might be waiting for months and months and months. But he called me, like, on a Wednesday. And he's like, all right, room starts Monday. Want to get you in it. And I'm just like, you know, I'm shocked at that moment. And, and my dumb ass is like, uh, I got to talk to my wife, bro. Let me call you right back. Because I, I didn't want to. Like me being such like a, I don't even know, like institutionalized in this game. I didn't, I, I didn't, I don't want to quit without putting my two weeks notice. And I felt like it's like, damn, that's gonna be a bad look, whatever. So I call my wife. I'm like, yo, like Starberry hit me about this Netflix thing. She's like, why are you calling me? Like, you know, like, what, what are you doing? Like, you better. So I, I literally hang up with her, call him right back, apologize for because because I could tell the tone in his voice. Like Starberry, right. my voice, I could tell like. He was like, what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to think about it. It's like, I'm, I'm literally just giving you one of the greatest opportunities ever, ever to be a part of this project. So I, I apologize profusely when I called him back. I'm like, I'm sorry, dog. I'm literally like, you know, you know, I, I just wanted to, I didn't want to sour my reputation on the sports entertainment side. But yeah, just jumped on that thing. So from Wednesday, I put in my, my, my two day notice. Like, y'all, I'm out. Like, I got to go do this joint. What, man? <laughs> Whatever. If, you, if there's hurt feelings, it's, it's tough. So, but. So from Wednesday to then that Monday, being in the room with him, I think Colin showed up either like a couple of days later or the following week. And this was literally right around the time he got the, that whole NFL workout kind of mm -hmm. sham deal. So he was supposed to come with us for a couple of days to really break down the story. But first day he's in there, he finds out about the workout. He's got to go dip out to Atlanta. But it was literally like, you know, being around him at that moment and just seeing how excited he was. And this is obviously the, the, in the coming days, finding out the, the, what was going on with the contract and how they were basically trying to get him to sign this waiver that, you know, they, they couldn't, he couldn't sue anymore after that. So you just kind of, you know, you, as you, you, you scratch and sniff, you, it, it starts to smell like boo-boo and it's like, ooh. But to his credit, he went out and did his own workout out there, really showed that he still got it, showed what he can do. And, uh, you know, on short notice, limited notice with the eyes of the world watching him. So for us watching in the room, just I, I remember we're in the room kind of watching that thing play out. And it's just like, okay, like, you know, we're all just juiced. Like, you know, he just, he went out there and really did this thing. But it was a tremendous experience to be a part of it. And I think people are going to watch this show and they're really going to be surprised. The show focuses on Colin's high school life and just really shows that, you know, all the, the things and factors that took place during that time to help make him the man who he is. And really showing that the stuff he was doing later on in life around 2016 wasn't really that far-fetched and didn't come out of nowhere. It was really the seeds were planted when he was in high school, when he was young. So I'm super excited. Honestly, just to be a part of, we had a tremendous staff uh, on, on that project. Shout out to Terry Schaefer, Raynell Swilling, Evan Ball, Natasha Trotter, Maisha Miller, 
Raul, Don't Martin, the legends, my whole crew, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but of just, right. and we were just grinding together, working hard, really trying to do our best to make sure that we honored Colin and told the best story possible. So we're all super excited. There's going to be some amazing episodes coming through that thing. So I'm just excited to be a part of that team. It's great for me to be in a writer's room. You look at Hollywood and a lot of people don't realize like Hollywood, you know, writer's rooms are like usually 90% white. Like it's just, you know, there's a, a token black face usually that's getting disrespected, getting a lot of dry shade and things like that. This room was was completely black, you know. What I mean, and this is you know an experience that was amazing to me. And credit to Ava to really be able to assemble that that crew and that staff to really go out there and tell that story. And and, and really credit to Netflix for letting us tell this story and doing it the way that that Ava and Starberry and Colin envisioned. So you know, for me, I'm just happy to be a part of it. You know, I'm, like sometimes when I'm on teams, I'm 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 in the LeBron role. Other times, I'm not in the LeBron role. And I'm comfortable either way. I was not in the LeBron role there, and I was literally just happy to be a part of it. I'm like, yo, we're gonna win a ring, dog. Like yeah. I'm just I'm just happy to be on this squad. Whatever y'all need, y'all need me to carry bags. Y'all need me to do whatever. I'm, Get I'm, I'm down to do it. I got you. I'm just part of y'all. I'm part of this. <laughs> I'm just gonna, I just want to be here. What what you need? I'm here. <laughs> now that's dope, man. And I remember too. From again, one of the shows I spoke on earlier, how people don't see you as a writer. Yeah. You like, hey, whatever's gonna take care of the family, I write, do whatever it takes. So salute to you, man. Hashtag more than an athlete. What's what's funny is I'm working on that Collins show and like during lunch breaks, we'd have like little five minute breaks here or there. I'd have to go check Twitter real quick, fire a tweet off. So I'm in I'm in the room as these tweets are hitting, just literally living like two worlds, writing like serious dramatic stuff. While also getting getting my jokes off always, but you know, and that's what I, I love working with Starberry. Starberry worked on Legend of Chamberlain Heights, obviously a comedy. You know, he wrote the pilot for that show. He's the reason that show got 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 to where it got to. And now he's writing serious stuff on Colin. And I mean, I'm just telling you right now, uh, pilot that pilot script uh, for Colin, the first episode. You know, it's, it's going really, 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 you know, blow people out the water. And really, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of Colin haters that are going to watch that. No, not all of them, because obviously people are kind of stuck in their ways but they're gonna see that it's really gonna open their eyes and be like okay like you know maybe maybe the perception we had of this dude is completely off mm -hmm. and that's how it usually go it's like you only get what the social media or what the world projects but if you really know the truth your eyes will be opened up even more to where you to this point have a different perspective yeah when will it be Most out definitely. more or less uh, October 29th, I think it drops in six episodes. I'm sure it's Netflix, so all six episodes will drop at once. So everybody, make sure you binge watch that. I was I was fortunate and blessed to be able to write an episode on there. I was fortunate and blessed to also be able to get a story by credit on the uh, finale episode that, that Starberry wrote. So, you know, if, if you can imagine trying to write like an outline with Starberry and just trying to really stay and... You know, I know who I'm writing with. Like, I can't, I gotta really, I gotta be Jordan in the garden. Yeah, like, I, I gotta, you know, drop 63 on this outline to make sure because he don't play that. Ava don't play that. Colin don't play that. Netflix right. don't play that. So, a lot of pressure, but nothing that as a former athlete in the Hooper that, you know, we just, we kind of, like Steven Jackson said, we, we gotta make love to pressure out here. So, it is what it, it is. is. There it is. Speaking of pressure, one last question I have for you, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Dope show. Shout out to a uh, former Laker, J.R. Smith, North Carolina A&T, got eligibility. If you were to get eligibility to do anything, would you do it? And if so, what would it be in if it was a sport? I mean, I'm, I, I was mediocre at basketball in college. I don't really have any other gifts. Maybe like, I don't know, if social media becomes a sport, <laughs> I'll definitely go back on campus for that. 
But shout out to J.R. Smith. And I think, you know, we're all guilty of it. Kind of, you know, J.R. has been the butt of a lot of jokes. But uh, a stand-up stand up individual going back, getting you know, going back to get his degree, play some golf, really help raise awareness at an HBCU. So, you know, I think he clapped back like House of Highlights or somebody recently about just all the Henny stuff and all that. And believe me, that stuff is, you know, I get it. I, I participate in things like that. But also got to give that man his credit, give him his flowers. He, you know, went to, went to the pro straight out of high school. And, and now to be able to go back and fulfill his dream of being, you know, be able to play golf, which, you know, we need more black people playing golf. And I think he's really going to help raise the profile of North Carolina A&T as well. And just sure. that whole side with HBCUs. HBCU, so yeah. stuff that JR is doing, man, he deserves, deserves a ton, ton of credit, ton of flowers. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, we make the handy jokes, all that good stuff. And believe me, like, when appropriate, I'll, I'll, even, I'll even throw my name and have with some of those but also gotta you know on the, uh, but on the other side just give him the love for everything he's doing man and uh, i'm excited for him i'm i'm gonna be watching north carolina a&t golf matches whether they're streaming or whatever so you already know like you already know it's gonna be turned up i just want to see the man on the golf course see what he's yes, got sir. right yes sir yes sir well world like he said i look at his hat king james hat lakers key uh transactions this past uh few weeks or months Westbrook, Dwight Howard back, Trevor Reza back. Y'all winning the championship, man? I hope so. I mean, okay. these guys. I'm not. I'm not gonna go out there like you know, on paper. Ten years ago, this <laughs> roster would would win two or three championships. But Melo, we got Kendrick yeah. Nunn, Wayne Ellen. I mean, just it's funny because uh, like Schroeder was kind of holding up everything. And everybody's clowning at that point, like, oh, Lakers can't do nothing. Ha ha, y'all gonna get just eaten alive. Next thing you know, Westbrook. And then it's just all the dominoes start falling. Yeah. Melo, who I was a big fan of, I thought he should have got on Lakers last year. But yeah. also, it was sad to lose Alex Caruso, who's a fan favorite and a legend, a guy I got a chance to interview, and just, you know, a, a guy that LeBron's a really big fan of. And for me, Caruso, everything he was doing during the bubble as, as a white man wearing Black Lives Matter on the back of his jersey. And trying to just raise awareness for that situation, got a chance to interview him when he was in the bubble, and uh, just knowing how important it is to him to to use his platform and to use his ability to help you know neutralize and improve racial relations in America. Definitely gonna miss him, but you know the Bulls got themselves a great player, and I'm excited to see him and Lonzo and Demar and that whole crew and what they're able to do. I know you a Spurs guy, sorry, but uh, excited to see what they got going on out there. Uh, and you know, Kuz another guy. Kuz I feel like took a lot of slander from Lakers. KCP at times also did. But guys that helped win a championship, and they definitely deserve their flowers. And, and I'm excited to check them out in Washington. We just got a squad with Dinwiddie and that whole crew. Brad Beal coming back. So they're they're not, you know, you know, you might sleep on the Wizards now, but they're a squad that you definitely got to keep on your radar because they could do some. They can make some noise. Brad Beal, I think, is poised to have a, a, a really obviously he's been balling the past few years, but he's going to do some things this year. So I'm excited oh, for, for sure, him. for sure. Last thing before I let you go. Uh, part of my daily affirmations now, because of you, I'm a legend. As soon as you know that, so we'll put that on air. I'm like, I'm a sure. legend. I'm somebody. So, bro, you out here doing it. I'm just, I'm being real with you, bro. You're out here doing it, man. I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people. Everybody, you know, they look, and I, I and I'm, just to be candid with you, I got a, a ton of haters, ton of people that come at me crazy, and I really don't respond to any of that type of stuff anymore just because I don't have the energy and time for it, man. And, in order to really get to where I want to get to, that's when you know you're, you're performing, you're doing well. Like, you know, like Cat Williams said, you need some more haters. If you only got, you know, two or three, you need to go go figure out how you can get you some more by the summer because 
that's when you know you're doing good things. And I think a lot of times people, you know, tough as an artist, tough as a creative to put yourself out there, leave yourself open to criticism and scrutiny and all that good stuff. So I know you're on the road to 500, but the whole thing to get to 500, you got to start with one, then you got to get to two, then you got to get to 10, you got to get to 20. But as you start building these things up, the hope is that you learn and you grow and you continue. Like you go back and listen to the first episode and by the time you do the hundredth episode, oh, yeah. it's going to be completely different because you're going to get your cadence down. You're going to learn different stuff. And that's what I learned about social that really helped elevate me to this level. Everybody looks at me now like, and I, I tell people, like I started my account at zero just like you did. Mm-hmm. But you start to learn the tricks of the trade, the stuff that works, the stuff that doesn't. You know, I was it's like stand up comedy. I was putting up stuff back in the day, getting the tomatoes and the the the, the you know the, the slander and just clowned and canceled. And you know, you go back and look at some of those tweets and look at the quote tweets. Like I'm just like, damn, bro, they 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 eat me alive right now. Yeah. But from those things, those made me stronger. I, I kept my resolve. I didn't quit. And I look up to guys like like LeBron and people that are able to really go out there and do it despite all the adversity. Guys like Colin Kaepernick, who still go out there and produce, perform and really help improve society every chance they get while keeping a high profile. So, man, just keep keep grinding, keep up the good work with your joint, stay proactive, stay, and everybody who's in your position too, anybody who might be listening to this that needs some motivation or encouragement, man, it's just not going to be easy. It's going to be extremely difficult, like doing anything, but you yeah. set yourself out to make goals. I'm, I'm you know, you, you're on your road to 500 and you set that goal and you're going to get there. And I'm, I'm very confident to see it. Hopefully I can be back somewhere i don't need to be the 500 episode but let me be in like the 490s at least <laughs> let me get a 495 or six or so as you get as you get that climb up there man but you know I by the time you. you get that 500 episode you're gonna look back now and it's like damn man like it's when i look back at my writing when i was younger to now i'm like oh that was i was trash like i thought i was the <laughs> shit back then i thought i was Ooh. and i go back and look like ew this is just, like i wrote this and i was proud of it but that's how you know that you're improving. And that's the thing. You got to be your hardest critic. You know, it's tough in life to take that step back and to be able to say, like, yo, this is whack or this is trash. And I look at my stuff now, like, oh, this is whack. This was trash. But how do I improve now? Everything. Yeah. And, and everybody hits me now, like, he don't miss. He don't do this. Like, I've had plenty of misses in life, plenty of failures. <laughs> yeah. And from those failures, though, you can either, you know, sink or swim. And I, I've decided to swim. And I said, I'm going to keep going till I get to, you know, where I need to get to. Worlds. Y'all heard him. Mr. Josiah Johnson at King Josiah 54. I'm going to still let him let you know how to reach him. But I gave him multiple names because he's going to be one of my featured influence when it comes to the brand. And I told him, I said, how should I put your description as Mr. NBA Twitter, King NBA Twitter, (laughs) basketball Comedic genius, king of NBA basketball jokes, and he like whatever you say will be fine. <laughs> I mean, you know, but that's the thing, man. Like the titles and all that type of stuff. For me, I don't ever. That's a you know, you get to the point where you start drinking your own Kool Aid, you start believing your own hype, and that's when you start falling off. So I just try to really pattern myself after people like LeBron, people like Kobe, people like MJ. Who, you know, it's never enough. You know, a, a, a quote I've always lived by, Michael Cooper, I used to go to his basketball camps as a kid, and Coop used to say, never be satisfied. And as a kid, I didn't really know what that meant, but now as I've gotten on later in life, it completely makes sense. At no point, you can win all the accolades, do all that stuff, but the most successful people, people like Ava, people like Starberry, people like Colin, there's never, a, you know, we're never satisfied in anything that we're doing, right? Because we know we've got to now do that next thing. Everything we do, we put our heart and soul into and try to make as great as possible. 
But once that's done, I got to move on to the next thing and do that the same way. Because if the next thing isn't as good as the last thing, then, then people are going to clown me and they're going to roast me. So I live with that fear every day. When I tweet, like, oh, if this tweet's not hot, I'm going to get all these little 16-year-old <laughs> kids just ripping me apart. So I got to come with the heat Legend. where even if they do hate, they're just getting drowned out by all the love. Yeah. And really, they're getting discouraged from hating because all the people that they rock with love it. And now it's like, oh, I can't even hate on this dude yeah. because everybody I'm, I'm a fan of thinks he's hilarious. So shit, maybe I'm tripping. Right. So that's just the, the way I try to operate. World, y'all heard him. And you will be back. Y'all heard him. I'm going to make sure I make that happen. 490s. So, I need you to be in the 490s. 490s. I'm, I'm put that in my calendar right now. Yeah. 490s. And you have the, the, I, I haven't got rocked with the Calendly thing. I love that as an app, though, but I'm so old school. I don't like just too much technology for me. So I just like to input everything in my Google Calendar manually. Because people be sitting there, I mean, man, it's too buttoned up. Like, your schedule yeah. is too, like, oh, oh, like, I can do this day. That. I'm like, you know, me, it's like somebody hit me, like, wink, you jump on. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm free. Bam, bam, bam. Let me know a time that works, and I'll lock it in. Yes, sir. Before 90s, I got you, brother. Again, I appreciate you. Also, don't be surprised you see me in L.A. in a few months. Hit me. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully people will be, you know, We'll be in a better place with all this yeah, stuff, but right, right. pull up. You know, I'll give you the spots to go through. Maybe able to hit someone with you. May not. Either I, way, you're gonna you're gonna be well taken care of. I appreciate you, brother. I don't take you know your your uh, hospitality lightly as well. So if you can let the world know how they can find you on social media and how to find you and reach out. If you just hold on, I'm trying to get my finger right <laughs> there. Yeah. That King's Upside Fifty Four. Is where you can you can reach me uh twitter instagram really just twitter that's kind of the main main spot where i, I could find like i said i try to engage with and, and respond back to as many people as possible anybody who needs some advice some help i feel like there's so many you know especially us as black men it's really on us to help that next generation of creatives and everybody know that it's possible and know that you know it's not going to be easy i try to be as brutally honest with people as possible like yo it's not going to be easy and you got to consistently do it. And, and I, one of the things I live by is if you quit, nobody's going to care. So you might as well keep going. Yeah. Like everybody has enough problems to deal with. So they don't want to hear about how you quit and gave up whatever they might, you know, your friends and family might pretend to care for a little bit, but they got their own stuff to deal with. So you might nice. as well just keep going, keep grinding, you know, take your L's in stride and take your W's in stride as well and try to have more W's and L's and you'll be off in a good spot. I guarantee that. Hey y'all never be satisfied either. If you are hot, and rat that shout, way. shout out to Michael Cooper. Michael Cooper, you don't know the impact you had on my life, and I appreciate you, brother, because that, that never be satisfied, honestly. He had a bunch of maxims he would say at his camps, and I, you know, if it is to be, it's up to me. I think, therefore, I can. I mean, it was just Come all on. these stuff he would shoot at us, and I'm still, what, almost 40 years old now, remembering stuff from 25, 30 years ago. So I appreciate you, Coop. Cooper Loop, legend. <laughs> the Cooper Loop. Cooper Loop with the high socks. I see you, Mike. Yo. And he wore those high socks all the time. And I'm, I always used to crack up because them socks, he got like long, slender legs. Like them socks were hot. <laughs> them socks were higher than a giraffe's ass. Them socks were hot. Oh, hey, world. We're going to bring King Josiah back for 90s. Okay. So when it get closer, I'm going to hit you up. I'll, I'll do something in the twos and the threes too. Don't don't get me wrong. But, you know, I just want to make sure, you know, you hit me for them 490s. I will stop whatever I'm doing. I will hop I on. I appreciate that. I really do, for man. Sure. Yeah, I don't take I don't take this lightly, man. Like I told you, thank you for coming back. I, I, I it's, it's motivating, like you said. Right now, I can I'm I'm pumped. I'm I'm gonna do some editing and all that good stuff, but never be satisfied, man. That's I'm gonna have to probably run with that. 
by the way. Go ahead, make it your own. It's cool thing, so he he might come for you. I'm I'm definitely if I see it, I'm just gonna appreciate it. Cool. When I'm in LA, come holler at me, Nash Flair. But um, world, please show your love though and follow, subscribe, check them out on uh, Out of Buckets. I mean, Out of Buckets. <laughs> All right. Oh man, close enough. Yeah, I'll out, out of pocket on buckets of white TV, but go. we might have to go, go to out of buckets too if my jumper get broken up on the <laughs> out of buckets. <laughs> out of pocket, which is on buckets, uh, wave TV world. Thank y'all. You can find the show on wherever you listen to the podcast. You can also uh, check out the website www.dmurfspeaks.com. Uh, follow me on Instagram. And Twitter at it's Murph. You can follow the Why Not Sports uh, page on Instagram, Why Not Sports underscore. Hey y'all, King Josiah, D Murph, we love y'all. We just want to, you know, be that example. Never be satisfied, even with the success and with the grind. But y'all already know what time it is. Until next time, keep grinding, keep the faith. Appreciate you. Keep on